Today we have a first on Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. We are re-releasing a past episode where we had guests John and Ben from the Geeksploration podcast. They have a Kickstarter going right now for their comic book called Space Oddities. Just go to Kickstarter, search for Space Oddities. It's about a goofy pair of space smugglers, I guess you could say. I've got issue number zero. The Kickstarter is for Space Oddities number one. Go check it out. I'm looking forward to this comic book. And if you enjoy these guys chatter at all on this episode, you'll definitely enjoy the comic book that they are working on together. That's Space Oddities from Geeksploration. Now, check out some of their gaming habits on a previous episode of Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. No, it's I don't think so. It's actually really sweet. Ooh. I like it. It's got a medicinal flavor. It's mostly honey. Yeah, yeah. that's what I really pick up on is a lot of honey. Yeah. No, I do not like it. Mm. Just a tiny hint. Yum, yum, yum. It tastes like cigar smoke. Fisher Goni is agree. All the best podcasts are free. Got a ginger and witty. Playing games and drinking tea. Call a pound stone, never lie. The best podcast for its size. So hang out with your new best friend. Yeah. Hello, welcome to Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Where a few world record holders drink some beers or some other adult beverage and talk about some video games and recommend some shit. I'm Ginger. My name's Willie. Late one night, me and the crew hit the road on our mission to sip free brew and go fuck a counter fishing. Actually, actually, no, we were just going for the free brews. But with us today, we have two very special guests. Hello. Go ahead. I think, I think that's us, John. <laughs> I, I'm uh, yeah, John Ben. Who are you? I'm John Williams. I'm uh, we're we're from the Geek Exploration podcast, and uh, and I'm Ben Robinson from the same podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome, you guys. Thank you for having Hi, us. I, we're stoked. I love. Thanks for joining us. I love your show. What do you guys do there normally? Oh, uh, we usually pick a. We pick a topic from uh the geekosphere just kind of some nerdy thing that interests us and uh we talk about it for a little while that's about it perfect yeah anything (laughs) from uh from movies to music to science fiction or tv books well uh yeah any anything that that tickles our our geek pickle we'll uh we'll do it (laughs) (laughs) that's what he said (laughs) and she and they (laughs) just cover our bases yeah Everybody enjoys vegetables soaked in vinegar. <laughs> <laughs> no, a girl on my <laughs> team at work hates pickles. I, I am not a pickle fan either. Oh. <laughs> neither is something Just more for fan. those who like them. So, we start our show <laughs> off with beer reviews. Yeah. I have one today. I heard you guys picked up a North Coast Brewing Old Stock Ale. I did. That's what I got right here. 
I wasn't able to find the 2020 batch here in Michigan yet, but I found a 2019. Oh, it's even better. This stuff gets better with age. So I've been, uh, I'm probably going to keep a couple around for a year or two. The store I was at, they had a 2013. Oh, shit. But that was like 23 bucks for a bottle. So I'll, oh, I'll get the new for one. For that little bottle? Holy shit. That one was bigger. Oh. That was 500 milliliters versus this 12 ounce here. Still, that's a little <laughs> small for that price. Shit better get me drunk. Oh, I like that. That's good. Oh, this old stock ale will get you drunk. It's like 10, 11%. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> I I don't know if it's safe for me, so I'm passing on that. All right, I'm going to go ahead and uh, against against uh, my, well, I don't know if it's against my better judgment, but I don't normally drink a whole lot of beer. So I'm going to I'm going to try this uh, this North North Coast old stock as well. Yeah, it's a good. It's like an old English style beer. It's uh, very malty. It's not very hoppy um, in the traditional English way. It's got a little bit of caramely flavor to it. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a it's a it's a little creamy. It definitely has uh, notes of beer to it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very smooth for one this strong. The nineteen that I have, yeah, it's very caramely and malty. I like it. Yeah, it's got a nice low smooth. low carbonation. Uh, I'm drinking it at room temperature here, as I do with most of my beers. All right. Yeah, I can see. I believe this was that. aged in bourbon barrels, or was it whiskey barrels? I forget. I'm trying to look on it to see what it says. It tastes whiskey e. Whiskey e. <laughs> Great word. <laughs> but very mild. It's, that's underneath the caramel and the creaminess. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's not really in your in your face. It's yeah, it is. Uh, it's kind of a back of the tongue feeling you get out of it. Yeah, I'd drink one of those over a uh, over a Corona or a Coors Light. <laughs> uh, as as would I. <laughs> <laughs> Coors Light, I hear, is a great palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it's it's like water. Yeah, it's <laughs> good for that. <laughs> what do you guys rate this one to five? Oh, that's right. Or zero to five. Um, I'd give it a four and a half. I like it. Nice. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big English beer fan. I like cask, like you know the cask style ales, the low carbonation, yeah. you know, very malty beers. I completely agree with that rating. I'm giving this a so four, four and, and a half, half out of five. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I don't know how to uh, how I would rate this because my my barometer is pretty pretty far off, but. I could see myself drinking one of those. So, I mean, it's so got to be high. like, yeah, it's got to be a good, good solid four. Yeah, that's pretty high up on the John Beer scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I picked something up as well. Um, I, I wanted to I wanted to support one of our uh, local breweries here. It's from the uh, the Moonraker Brewing Company. So that also has some some geek overtones to it. And uh, I picked up a uh, a New England pale ale called Puzzle Dust. So I, I am I'm kind of bummed i didn't even think about the whole the whole aspect that that we wouldn't be able to send you one or something <laughs> but uh so sorry if we're just we'll sort still of... be here if you want to send one after the show yeah i i definitely have two that are that are not getting drank right now <laughs> that so. is a lot different yeah <laughs> so i found the puzzle dust on untapped and it says it's got an average of 3.99 rating out of about 1400 check-ins that's that's probably not far off. It's a it's a straight pale ale. It's very um, 
hop forward. It's very kind of like a floral. Yeah. A citrusy. Yeah, a little citrus notes, yeah. Um, that's what caught my eye because I'm, you know, again, more, more of the, the, the fruity kind if I was going to drink a beer. So it is, it is, it is close to the opposite of the other beer. Yes. <laughs> it is very different. <laughs> um, but, uh, I, I'd probably give it a, uh, like a 3.6. Nice. Okay. I'll concur. There's a lot of, uh, California is just so IPA heavy and it's oh, not yeah. an IPA. It's an, a New England pale ale. But, uh, when I chose this beer, they're like, you know that's a pale ale and not an IPA, right? I was like, Oh what? my god! <laughs> yeah, fucking snobs, <laughs> California. Oh. Yeah, th- this state is. Right. Uh, it, it, it's got a lot of beer and a lot of microbrews, and it's cool, but they're they're all very IPA heavy. Like sometimes I want a good porter or a nice saison, and they're kind of hard to find. The stores are just stocked with IPAs. That's true here in Beer City, USA. Also, every brewery seems to make multiple uh, IPAs. Yes, a very heavy IPA. Stouts are really big around here too. Yeah, I do. I I, yeah. I like stouts quite a bit. Clown Shoes is one of my favorite breweries. Ooh, Clown yeah, Shoes really has good. Some they make good some stuff. delicious, delicious stouts. So I have a cider here. It's called Thistley Cross, and it's from Michigan. So I'm gonna try this shit out, and let Will have some too. Since you bought it for me. Get a little bit of that poor sound. I love it. That's solid. (laughs) (laughs) So, this set is from Flushing, Michigan. (laughs) I don't know where that is. I don't either. There's two ingredients, apple juice and sulfates. That's it. I think it's right next to Piss Jug, Michigan. (laughs) (laughs) We got a hell, Michigan. I think it's called Gay Hell, Michigan right now. Oh, wow. (laughs) No, that YouTuber was only mayor for like five minutes. (laughs) (laughs) They have a a deal in Hell, Michigan where you can go pay some money and they will declare you mayor of hell and give you a certificate and then fire you. (laughs) <laughs> awesome <laughs> oh that's great yeah it was elijah daniels the youtuber that has trump sucking dick tattooed on him <laughs> <laughs> so this is a really good cider i'm i'm impressed it was better than i thought it was going to be a little on the sweeter side not very tart but not like teeth hurting sweet. It's six point two percent. It tastes kind of like watered down apple juice. Pretty much with, <laughs> with a little bit of carbonation. Man, that Plus would be my kind of beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a decent cider. I wish I could see how much grams of sugar are in it because that's the one thing I hate about ciders. They'll be really, really good, and then there's like 32 grams of sugar. Are you, are you a diabetic? No, but I don't want to drink two or three of them because yeah. in the morning I have a splitting headache. Oh yeah, you'll get like the the sweet wine hangover. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude. No, yeah, I, I don't like that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big s- sweet in my booze kind of guy. I like uh, like it bitter and angry. 
So I gave this Sicily Cross a four and a quarter out of five. I did too. <laughs> How about that? We match. Must be true. So this is saying something about British. I just got. Huh. God save God the save queen. The queen. Badge. Badge, yeah. <laughs> so it must be like a English traditional cider. Oh, it's a blend of Scottish apples. All right. I wonder how the taste differs from American apples. (laughs) I don't know. And And being in Michigan, like, we have lots of apples here. And they're like, we're getting Scottish apples. (laughs) Fuck Michigan apples. (laughs) It sounds like something uh, something California would do, except they'd be a lot more pretentious about it. This was grown on organic. Yeah, yeah, they'd throw artisanal in front of it just to be pricks. Oh, yes. Everything (laughs) artisanal. (laughs) This is gluten-free and vegan. And paleo. Don't forget the paleo. <laughs> right. It's vegan and paleo. I'm not sure how that works. Yes. <laughs> they call that pegan. Yeah. Pegan. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back, and then we'll talk about some real-life XP. Mm-hmm. Oh, real-life XP? Yeah, now it's time for real-life XP. <laughs> Trademark, copyright. Okay. SOS. So, (laughs) I finally got a massage this week, and it's been a few months. My rotator cuff was hurting me a lot. It was a side where I've had a broken collarbone when I was born, and it's always given me issues. So it was really great to be able to relax and have someone massage my muscles. So good. How much XP you get for feeling better? <laughs> I'm gonna say a hundred for point inflation. Okay. Sweet. Yeah, that's that seems reasonable. I haven't gotten, I haven't had a massage in so long. Uh, they're so great. Nice. My wife doesn't like them. She. Some people don't like touch. It's fine. Yeah, she gets weirded out by it, and uh, so she got. She recently got a gift card for like for Christmas, I think, to like a spa for a free massage, and. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to utilize that. Oh since man, she doesn't like it. Did she get two of them? Was it a couple's massage? I'll go with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've needed one so bad. You're you could so do right. a special episode of Geek Exploration and podcast while you're getting massaged together. Oh, I, I usually fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, so... Man, I, I think that's a great idea. I'll, I'll pay for it. I'll, I'll go do that. Geek Exploration <laughs> massage. It, yeah. It's funny because I took massage therapy like right after high school. Um, I studied in it. So I, I can see where people, you know, it's kind of an intimate thing. You want to be able to trust someone touching your body. Yeah. So I I get it. I I would literally let like a homeless guy under a bridge give me a massage. <laughs> Dude, here's this wild Irish rose. Can you rub my feet? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. John or Ben, would one of you like to go with your real life XP? Uh, Yeah, Ben. So uh, today, this morning, um, like our our previous podcasting booth set up, basically we were having issues early on with um, our microphones bleeding into each other really bad. And so uh, John at his work ended up getting some um, old cubicles. And so a while ago, we built ourselves like two cubicle booths to podcast in, and it made the sound quality much better because it's all deadened in here. 
But unfortunately, we weren't able to see each other at all. And because uh, we had like a wall in between us, we were in like our own two little booths. So this morning I got out my Sawzall and my grinder and uh, <laughs> cut a giant fucking hole in between our two booths. So now I can see John. Yeah, it's weird. You guys cut a glory hole. <laughs> yeah. Well, I put one of those under the desk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's for if I if I drink all four beers. Yeah. <laughs> What's this hole do? <laughs> yeah, so so yeah, I cut this nice hole. I uh, redid the trim on the bottom and put some nice uh, quality duct tape edging on it, and, uh, <laughs> and it makes the place look much bigger now. It's nice. Awesome. Cool. How much experience points did you think you get for that? I, I'd go two two fifty. Seems like a nice number. Ooh. Add fifty for the glory hole. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's its own reward. <laughs> All right. Yep. Three hundred points. Um, I I had some trouble with this whole real life XP thing because, <laughs> especially this last week, I feel like you know work had me busy and and watching the kid and like I was like I don't know if there's anything I did that wasn't just expected of me. So I feel like an asshole if I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, give me give me points for this. But no, I did. Uh, I did actually make some uh make some strides towards time management this week because uh ben and i also uh do a comic book and and i draw the comic book so that takes a significant amount of time uh so he does the hard part yeah yeah we write it together and and i've been drawing it and i've i've been lagging i did get some work done we can call it that yeah like i'm 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 (laughs) making making an effort to set aside time dedicated to that but again, it's something that I should have been doing anyway. So I'm just going to award myself uh, uh, 75 points for that. Are you sure? That sounds a little low. Yeah, I, don't know. I think it should be at least 100 because uh, this yeah, is in on, my is interest as like, well. Whose line is it, anyways? Where the, the points don't really matter. So you can go oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> 1,567 points. Now, um, Hell yes. you know, I'm, I, I was curious, Ginger, what do you mean, uh, when you say, uh, adjusted for inflation? Like point inflation. We've been on this point inflation for like most of our podcast history. Actually, back when, back when I was a referee at Twin Galaxies, we were talking about how, uh, pinball machines, like old ones, you would score points by the ones, like in the 40s and 50s. Oh, yeah. wow. Like the old mechanical ones, and they'd have four digit scores. Then they increased it by 10, and then by 100, and by 1,000. And so I coined the term point inflation, and we use that. I don't know if it's made it to the dictionary yet, but (laughs) when video games keep pumping up the scores higher and higher, now you can go play a pinball machine, and on the skill shot, you can get like 70 billion points. Yeah, 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 that's like like your favorite. If you don't break 100 million, you you were really crapping it up. (laughs) I'll do it. Oh, yeah. That's like, um, what is it? The attack on Mars, yeah. you can get, like, billions of points, but the Wizard of Oz one was a low-scoring one yeah. for n- how new it was. The same thing happens in RPG games, where, you know, when you beat a level 1 monster, you might get, like, 12 points, mm-hmm. but later on in the game, if you beat a big boss, you might get 50,000. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like a Metal King slime <laughs> in Dragon Quest. Yeah. Well, and they do the you same thing with, with hit points. Like I, uh, okay, I was playing. Yeah. Oh, I started playing that mobile Final Fantasy game, which was garbage. I stopped playing it. Yes, it is. <laughs> but uh, but it's like everything's got like 
you know, 140,000 hit points. You're like, this is, that's just insane. <laughs> so uh, I have a quick question. What level are you yeah. guys? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. Yeah, at what point question. do you level up? Yeah, you've been, yeah, you've been earning all this XP. I'm like, man, what? Someone needs to add it for us. <laughs> we figured out the first few, the first few episodes, I did. and we talked about it in uh, some of the early episodes where we hit level one at twenty five points, level or level two. The level three was seventy five points. Level four was one hundred and fifty yeah. points. So that kind of goes up a bell curve. We need to go through and figure out how many points we've earned all together, though. We haven't done that yet. I guess, we have not. You guys got to watch out. You might hit the level cap soon. <laughs> there might not be a level cap. It could kind of be like Disgaea, where you can get up to level 9,999, at least. Level 9,000, that's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, and my real life experience points. Yep. I was out of town for a couple days, and so I went to a couple different breweries while I was out of town, and I had some good food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at Sherwood Brewing, and I had this hamburger with grilled apples and bacon on it. That was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. I went Sounds to good. with apples on it. Cunahan Brewing. Yep, at grilled apples. Ooh, I'm intrigued. It does sound good. Yeah, I got it simple, so it just had uh, <clears throat> grilled apples, bacon, and I put a little bit of mayonnaise on it. That was oh. it. I don't think I've ever... That, that's one All thing right. I've never had on a burger. I've had a lot of stuff on a burger, and Apple's not one of them. I'm, I'm going to have to give that a shot. Yeah, that sounds good. I think next time we make burgers, we're going to have to grow some apples. Oh <laughs> yeah, dinner tonight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and then the next night, we went to Cunahan Brewing, and I had these uh, chicken and waffle sliders. So jealous. Ooh. They had, like, honey, cinnamon, butter to dip them in, and warm maple syrup. That was really good. I was more jealous of that meal because when he like texted me like, "Oh, I had this for dinner," I was like, "I had rice." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here with your chicken and waffles. <laughs> that probably isn't safe for me, and I'm pissed. Yeah. Oh yeah, no kidding. I love me some chicken and waffles. Oh. Uh-huh. Then the next day on the way home, I stopped at Parker's Hilltop Brewery, <laughs> and I had this this grilled cheese sandwich with two kinds of cheese, crispy bacon, mm-hmm. and tomato slices, and that was an awesome grilled cheese sandwich. Mm-hmm. Sounds grilled much better cheese. than the one that we had at the old. Uh, I had at the old. Yeah. And how of course, points? of course, I had a flight at each brewery too. But how many points? I'm going to say 175 per meal. Per so meal? That, yeah. So all together. What's that? I mean, the food with the with the flight. That, I, that, yeah, that, seems, to, pretty that solid. seems that seems pretty reasonable. I would I would pay one hundred seventy five points shit. to eat any of those meals. <laughs> <laughs> we have to give him shit at least for Simon not being here. But I think that's worth like five hundred twenty five <laughs> points. <laughs> five twenty. Five twenty one. Five twenty. Five twenty five and a half. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Sounds good. No decimal points, so that gets rounded up to 122. <laughs> Unless it's you, then it gets rounded down. No. <laughs> it's like D&D, always round up. Yep. Uh, unless it's Willie, then we round down. <laughs> <laughs> so, alright, all right. that 
That sounds like we all had some great life experience this week. And we'll be right back. Word. So, John, what game you play? Uh, this week I I broke out a game that I uh that I bought actually to celebrate for when I finished the first issue of our comic, but I uh I opened it up early because we we did a little mini <laughs> issue first. But um, I I was playing uh, Mega Man Eleven this week. Nice for the Xbox One. Uh, yeah, it was super solid. It it is everything I hope for out of a Mega Man game. It's challenging. It's side scrolling. No, I've, I've I've had a really good time with it. it. The 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 update on the graphics is uh is great and it still plays uh very familiar familiar. It's very familiar. Familiarly. <laughs> I'm actually drinking the beer for once. So this, this is this is wild. She's John half a beer in. You can't even enunciate anymore. <laughs> so Mega Man 11 is one that plays like the original NES games, but it has like updated uh like cartoony graphics. Yeah, yeah, it's it's similar to like uh, when they did like Bionic Commando rearmed, you know, taking an old property and updating it for the future, but it still it still feels like the original. I'm I'm enjoying nice. it a lot. And it's got uh varying difficulty levels you can select because the 9 and 10 that they released for like Xbox Live or or all digital um or maybe they released physical copies. I don't remember. But uh digital th- copies. Th- <laughs> those were those were super Super difficult for me. Those they should be. Mega Man should be hard as fuck. Yeah, but is there like a bathroom situation in this or a piss jug? <laughs> a what? I'm sorry. <laughs> bathroom situation or piss oh, jug? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. There, there, there's, there's, there's no mega. Like toilet. you can't shoot piss jugs at people. <laughs> yeah. there, there's no like. So be- there, there's no like uh, toilet man. Just throwing shit at people and piss. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, cool. Oh well. (laughs) Yeah, I recommend that game for Mega Man heads. It's a good time. Or whoa, sorry, I didn't mean to say recommend. (laughs) It's fine. (laughs) We do that. We just don't usually rate them on a number scale. I also played a video game. Um, so I what I went, game you play? I went and uh, it's a game that had been on my radar for a while because I think it's been in development for like ten years and it's still in alpha. And uh, it, it came, I think it came out big in like 2014, and it's been kind of on my radar to try for a while. But uh, right. uh, I, I watched a video and it really inspired me to get into it, uh, and that is Dwarf Fortress, and it yeah. is. Yeah, it's uh it's like a um two dudes have been developing it on their own for like a decade and I'm convinced John will hate this game. He wants <laughs> he, this is a game he wants nothing to do with. Yeah, I've seen it and it looks hard to get into, but yet very intriguing at the same time. Oh, it's well, What type of game is it? Oh, that's a great question. So it's essentially I got a, to ask it. um like a fantasy dwarf fortress simulator. I'm out. Yeah. So essentially, <laughs> essentially what it does is you start the game, it has a seed, you pick like a, a distance of time and it simulates what happens in the world. Like it's all, the whole world is procedurally generated and then everything within it is generated and it, it like generates a history for the world. So like when you first set the game up, it takes like 30 minutes to build like a 250 year old world and it goes through and it, it builds legends and heroes and all this stuff. 
in this giant database, essentially, of what, you know, and you see the map, like, changing over time as fortresses are built like and things happen. Like an old school city? Kind of. Except all of the graphics, everything is keyboard-based. There's You can't even use a mouse in it without mods. And all of the oh. graphics are, like, old ASCII graphics with color and a couple little icons. So, like, everything's, you know, like, you'll see, like, a little letter B coming across the screen. And you have to, like, press K and then scroll over it to see what it is, and you go, "Oh, that's a badger." But it's <laughs> whoa. But it is it is the most overwhelming game I've ever played, and it's still super fun. I absolutely love it. So you go in, and basically you have a, a band of dwarves, and you got to build a, like a, a stronghold or a fortress for them. You could say, "All right." And so, like, you go through, and you could build, you know, you could build a still and a woodcutter's shop, and you can mine for gems, and you could build chairs and tables, and then you have to designate the room to a dining room. To, like, you have to super manage everything. You can build traps. You can do this stuff. You could trade with, you know, elves. You get invaded by goblins. It's you got to build sewer systems. That's the one thing it's missing. Aww. No fucking toilet. There are no. There is no bathroom. It's, it's got like a system for everything. It's down to the minutia, except for toilets and like because so like is I, there I just shit just yeah around? yeah. What about like horse pops? Is if you, there's like a small brown pea, does that mean there's a like buffalo chip in the field? Yeah. With ev- with absolutely everything else, it would seem like it. Like I googled it, and I guess like the developers said toilets are the one thing we're not going to do, and I, and it didn't say why. Um, we need to tweet the shit out of them to yeah. add toilets and piss jugs. They at least piss jugs. Well, the piss jugs would be great <laughs> because on the forums, because I looked at this specifically knowing what podcast I was coming on. Um, <laughs> and I, I looked it up and, and I guess like the, the speculation or like the, the fan theory on the forums is that uh, dwarves don't shit. They just turn everything into... Um, they just they just turn everything into piss and they just they piss wherever they want and it's mostly alcohol so it just evaporates quickly and they don't have to worry you don't have to worry about managing it i bet it smells bad i had never heard that about dwarves i just knew dwarven women have awesome beards yeah yeah <laughs> the sexiest of beards <laughs> but they uh but but it's super fun and it's super involved it's it's ridiculously detailed um, so is this only on like PC? Yeah, it's on PC. They haven't. They're 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 going towards this a Steam release eventually. But like each okay. each one of your dwarves, you could go in and it's got this like page long no uh, line break descriptions. But like everything's in different colors. <laughs> it, the interface is really hard to get into. They're working on a graphical cover for it, so there's graphics instead of letters. Yeah, I'm not and I, sure. And I think that's what they, I know that, they've been working on that's, for a while. But. That's what they're going to come out with when they come out on Steam, I believe. But like once after a while, you get used to it and you start to recognize what all the symbols are like. But when you first get into it, you're like, "Oh God, what is this? I have no idea what I, it's the most overwhelming game I've ever played." And and to be honest, I've played it for like 20 hours now. I still have no fucking idea what I'm doing, but it's so fun. <laughs> but like every every one of your dwarves has their own like feelings. And like they'll, they like some of them will get go ma- get mad, and they'll like betray other dwarves, and they'll murder them, and they'll you know decide to throw babies into pits, and like they'll. Um, they'll wouldn't, just, the, wouldn't the feelings just be drunk and angry? Oh, you'd think. <laughs> I don't. I had one of my dwarves that like on the first game I played through, I looked at her, and she like four times in her description was talking about how mad she was that she didn't have a goblet, and she kept having, and she was having to drink ale out of her hands, and I, and I spent the next twenty minutes trying to figure out how to make a goblet, never figured it out. <laughs> 
<laughs> but it was so fun. I love it. I'm gonna. I'm probably gonna play it after we get off of this. <laughs> you were nice. you were correct. That, that that is not something I would get into. <laughs> no, I I don't think I would start this game either. But it's interesting to hear about. It it does have an. It has two other modes. It has a, a, an adventurer <clears throat> mode where you can take control of a dwarf and play it more like a traditional RPG. Haven't okay. I haven't tried that yet. Um, and then it's got a legends mode, which is uh, basically it creates a wiki for you to go through the history that you created. And you just spend an hour or two going down the rabbit hole of this fake generated history. <laughs> and that's also fun. I thought about diving into this one, but I haven't yet. It's it's unique. I, I, I've never played a game like it before. And it is... Uh, it's fun. I like it. I, it's definitely not for everybody. It's fun. I like it. That's my catchphrase. Nice. <laughs> so it sounds like it would be a good game for someone that really wants to put a lot of thought into figuring out a very... It just sounds really weird. I'm having a hard time, I guess, picturing it. I should look it just up Just picture on my a screen full of different letters and numbers of all different colors <laughs> what is the around. name called again yeah, dwarf fortress that is shockingly accurate it is <laughs> it is and it doesn't hold your hand at all it tells you fucking nothing there's no tutorial it just drops you in and it's like all right figure it out okay it's like if you've been looking for a drowning simulator it's probably the closest thing to that <laughs> it's like wait what's going on i have no idea it's okay so a quick little Google. Queso. Queso. Uh-huh. Dwarf Fortress is part construction and management simulation, part roguelike slash indie video game created by Tarn and Zach Adams. That I've never heard. Construction and management si- simulation. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's like it's, Sim City. It's like a, yeah. It's like a resource Sim management. City, yeah. You know, allocation game plus an adventure. Yeah. It is. It is definitely for a very <laughs> particular type of nerd that I happen to be. I like the pictures that I'm seeing of it, of the dwarves. I don't think I could play this, but I could play something on my Switch while Will plays it and look over <laughs> it, watching him torturing himself. <laughs> I'll wait till the virgin version comes out with uh, graphics on Steam. <laughs> Um, on the bright side, it's free. So yeah. they're not free asking. Games you, are good. Yeah, they're not asking you to pay for it at this point, and and they've put ten years of work into the damn thing. And for what these shitty graphics? No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> for Ben only. <laughs> at least it's not going to hurt your eyes like you say old video games do. They do. <laughs> this will just hurt your brain. <laughs> <laughs> Well, cool. Dwarf Fortress. Go play it if you're bad. Yeah. If, if anything I said made you sound made you think, "Wow, that sounds great," then you should go play it. Otherwise, you should yeah, probably not. <laughs> All right. That made me want to go play it. Yeah. What game I play? Did you Did you play a game, Ginger? Yeah, I did. What was it? Cat Quest Two. Super cute cat. Quest game, the second of the series. So I've already talked about the first one. The second one is very similar, but you have 
a cat and a dog as your main protagonist. So you have to, you are brought back by this little, kind of like a Navi, um, little fairy cat. Oh, not the tall blue guys from <laughs> Avatar? <laughs> Oh my god, I hate I got so it. much. <laughs> <laughs> no, like Navi from fucking Zelda. Hey, hey listen. listen. Yeah, I I'm not sure which one I the hate favorite more. Thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> the cat one is so much cuter. And its name is Curry with a K instead of C. Oh, that was a close like one. Food. No. <laughs> so this little fairy brings you, Lionel, and Wolfen back, like, from the past to the future or something to defeat yourself. Back to the future. To defeat yourself because yourself, the cat and the dog, are fighting and they're not getting along and they're about to destroy the little world. The world? I'm asking, asking you, <laughs> and I play this game. So that's the story. What kind of what kind of game is it? What's the it's gameplay a, like? It's like an action RPG and slight dungeon crawler as well. Do you play as the cat? Yes, cat or the dog, and you can play two player. But I haven't done that yet. This sounds much more up my alley. It controls kind of like a Zelda, where you fight the enemies live action. Yes. What, so, what, isn't that what are action the RPG? Yeah. Yeah. The enemies are just random little skeletons or other little animals. They ha- There's magic, fire magic, lizard magic. But you have, like, your two guys, and you can go on little side quests. Um, there's no litter boxes. Sorry. Do you ever fight any inanimate objects that have been magically possessed? Yeah, or set near the edge of a table? (laughs) (laughs) There are kind of slight inanimate objects that you can't really defeat, that you have to have, like, enemies that have to go over spikes. Is that what you're talking about? I was just wondering if maybe there was an animated toilet that would fight the cat, or (laughs) some kind of, like, flying jug. (laughs) There's flying magic, but it's not jug shaped. Okay. Now, are the are the skeletons oh, wow. actual skeletons, or are they just the letter S? <laughs> <laughs> They're like dog or cat skeletons. All right, I'm in. Uh, you you kids and your fangled graphics. <laughs> <laughs> it's like really cutesy animated graphics, and everything kind of has a cat or a dog theme. So there's the paw town or the catacombs. <laughs> yes. Nice. <laughs> if that wasn't in there, they they really missed the boat. <laughs> <laughs> right. There's Catulu. <laughs> like a, a Kraken. The cat. Kraken. Catkin. Catkin or some <laughs> shit like that. So you can upgrade your armor and your weapons. And your armor is Kit Kat. It's a cat who. With for money will get your armor. So as you defeat monsters, you get experience to get levels and you get money. And then the the dog upgrades your weapons and it's called 
Hato Doggo. And he's like, you need to upgrade your hot dog. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) And in the dog area, there's like cactuses you have to avoid walking into because it's called a cactus. Like like a cat cat cactus. I was just like, this is so cheesy, but I love it. So so it's a a game built around cat and dog puns, essentially. Yes. There was this really funny side quest where a cat and a dog were fighting, and they were going back and forth, and the dog's like, at least I'm not afraid of cucumbers. And the cat's like, I'm... I'm I'm not afraid of cucumbers. <laughs> those videos are wild. I just I just discovered they those are. recently. That is fantastic. Oh, it's fantastic, but I will not do it to my cats. I tried it with Sweet. my cat. It didn't work. <laughs> you got to sneak up on him with it. Yeah, he's super old, and yeah, I don't know. he's like, I don't have time for your shit. Yeah, he's like, please put me out of my misery. <laughs> Oh, kitty. It's like, like, oh, finally, the sweet release of death is here. (laughs) I've been waiting for you. (laughs) So I beat it, actually, this morning, finally. Just in time. And it's honestly, it's, it's short like the first one, which is pretty nice. You obviously have to get your levels because as you go on the game with the storyline, you can easily die. But the nice thing about this one compared to the first one is you have the two characters. So if you're playing one player, the other character doesn't get hit. So if you die, you go to the other character instead of just dying. And you have magic you can heal and like other magic that you can attack enemies with. The ca- and... the cat has nine lives, right? <laughs> the cat and the dog can, unless you die with both of them oh it's, it's kind of like no uh, life counter it's kind of like bloodstained no. curse of the moon where yeah when you have the three characters and one dies and the other ones can take over yeah and you can stand in like a little magic circle around them and bring them back to life which is nice there's boss fights bigger enemies smaller enemies there cool. was a cat dog mix like half and half not like Cat Dog the cartoon. Yeah. Where <laughs> it has no butthole. Just two heads. Yeah, that's an interesting toilet it was, situation. It's like the left side was a cat, the right side was a dog. So, yeah, it's full of cat and dog puns. It's super cartoony. Any age can play it. It's pretty relatively easy. What did you play it on? I played it on the Switch. I don't know if it's on anything else. I know the first one's on mobile. Second one might be mobile also. Maybe. And when I beat it, there's going to be a third one. (laughs) So maybe they'll introduce, like, birds. I don't know. That'd be sweet. Or dragons. Yeah, cats, dogs, and dragons. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Dragon puns are hard, though. Bird puns would probably be easier. Or fish. Mice. Mice. Oh, yeah. Continue the chain. Yeah. Oh, I guess birds and fish would also do. Sorry, guys. I'm just trying to keep up. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked Cat Quest 2. It was a nice uh, second game to the first one. And I look forward to trying the third one whenever that comes out. Spoilers. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Will, what game you play? I'm going to go back to a classic arcade machine. 
Oh. I played Qbert. Oh, <laughs> yeah. shit. That's pretty good. Your so only have... tattoo. <laughs> yep, I have a tattoo of Qbert on my shoulder. The first arcade character to openly curse. <laughs> yep. And that's what you have under him, or over him. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> it's winter. We're all in long sleeves. <laughs> so yeah, Qbert is an arcade game where you're a noser. He's called. He's basically just a ball with two feet and a giant tube nose. He hops around on a bunch of cubes and he has to make them all a certain color. There's enemies jumping around on the cubes, balls that fall from the sky, guys in weird dimensions that jump on the sides coming at you. But your goal is just to earn a high score and make it through as many levels as you can by turning all of the cubes from one color to another color. Um, is there any toilet situation? I, I can't even, like, already ease that in. <laughs> no, Where's the not. poop? <laughs> it looks like Hubert's face will take a big old dump, something nasty. Yeah. The, the snake is named Coily, yeah. which, if you take a big long dump, you can also call it Coily. <laughs> yeah. Is it a snake? The graphics aren't that good. <laughs> Ew. So yeah, it starts out simple. You jump on each cube once to change it to the color you need, and then you got to jump on them each twice. After a few stages, it starts getting tricky, where you jump on it once to change it, say, from blue to red, and you need them all red. But then if you jump it on it, on it again, it changes from red back to blue. So then it adds some more puzzle solving in there. you got to make the whole stage the one color. That that just That's reminded classic. me, like like when you first said Qbert, I was like, oh wow, I haven't played that in forever. And then when you started talking about how it changes it back and it adds the strategy, I was like, oh, that's right. That's why I haven't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Critical thinking. No. So yeah, the arcade version is the game I'm talking about. There have been many sequels and remakes since then, but the original one had pretty simple graphics. The purple ball would bounce down to the bottom, and then it would turn into the snake coily. Which would chase you around unless you jumped on a disc on the side. Yeah. If you jumped on the disc, the snake would follow and jump off the side after you while the disc carried you up to the top of the pyramid. Does he jump one square or two squares? One square. Okay. I was thinking about that other jumping square game. Yeah. And Qbert, there's nothing that jumps two squares. You're thinking of Totes the Goat. Yes. <laughs> Which he'll cover another episode. <laughs> Did you play this on the actual arcade cabinet or an, like an emulated version? I played the uh, original arcade cabinet. Nice. Um, there's one bar here in Grand Rapids, Stella's, and they have the original arcade cabinet nice. still up and running. Yeah, there's nothing like arcade controls. Yes. Yeah, I'll, I'll, this game is just a joystick. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell. No buttons to press. Just feels right, though, as opposed to trying to do it with like a D-pad or an analog stick on a controller. <laughs> yeah. There is one feature that the arcade machine has that I haven't seen in any other arcade machines. It's really cool. Um, if he gets hit by an enemy, he just, he just swears a minute and then restarts there. <laughs> but if you accidentally jump off the edge, Hubert falls down off the screen, you lose a life, and he kinds of scream as he's fallen. And then, like a second after he 
falls off the screen, there's a thumper inside the arcade machine, and it hits it and goes. Huh. And so you oh, kind like of feel like Hubert falling off the screen. Uh, you oh, cool. You feel his horrible death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That was a cool feature in the arcade that it's not something you often see. Even today, you know, with haptic feedback and controllers, they could do stuff like that nowadays. But Yeah, it's a shame that, that it, it doesn't seem like, like the people making arcade machines are putting that much uh, thought and effort into, into enhancing the experience. They're, they're more just going to put colors and flashing lights in on games. Or have you sit on some giant dumb peripheral. Yeah. <laughs> there was this zombie shooting game arcade that I played at Dave & Buster's with like 4D sound. It had like air blasters. The sound was turned up so loud. Oh, that's cool. Oh, yeah. I'm in. Do you remember what it was called? Like Captain EO? Oh, what was it? House of the Dead 4D. I think it might have been the new House of the Dead game. Oh, oh shit. We well, that's I... recognizable. Yeah, I haven't seen a house. Shit, house we're going to have to go and play that. I'm going to have to get some earplugs, though. <laughs> you could, There's a button to turn it off if it's too much. Yeah, I wanted to, <sighs> I wanted to shoot zombie viscera at me as I kill them. <laughs> <laughs> Until you get it in, like, your nose. Yeah. <laughs> well, make it harder. You get some zombie guts in your eyes and you got to keep shooting. <laughs> no. <laughs> so you can just take, host. like... Leftover food from the kitchen and feed that into the machine and yeah. replicate zombie guts. Ew. <laughs> and then you would get like some fucked up people putting fucked up shit in there, and then next thing you got a razor blade in your forehead. It, it yeah. would only make the experience more realistic. Yeah. The stuff coming yeah. out of zombies is not going to be pleasant. Oh, no, it's not. <laughs> and you could totally tell. Like, you'd see some guy walking through with, like, shit hanging off his ear and covered in blood. Like, ah, oh, he played Ew. the new House of the Dead game. It'd give you a new reason to ask about the toilet situation with that game. <laughs> you'd shit yourself once you get, like, a face full of that zombie shit. <laughs> it just has, like, a little vomit bucket hanging next to the uh, oh, arcade machine. <laughs> yes. So. I'd play it. So, Cubert. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Qbert. <laughs> it's very good. Now, when you when you're jumping yeah, up, upwards in Qbert, do you you do see the back of him, don't you? Yeah. Oh, okay. That well, that's what I was wondering. Does he have like like one of those horns on his butt too? <laughs> no, he does not. Oh, like cone heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Well, oh. well, well, well. Cone heads, you don't remember? They didn't have a butt crack. They had just like two weird things like above where their butt would go. No, I didn't remember like, that. <laughs> scarred into my mind. <laughs> have watched that movie like maybe twice. It's a good movie. <laughs> I I've yeah, seen it's, it in years. Yeah, it's, totally it's, it's, it it's probably been a couple decades <laughs> since I've seen that one. <laughs> yeah, like same. And I still remember that they didn't have a butt crack. <laughs> Yeah, I do remember the the lack of butt crack and that the, like that visual being weird. But. See, it's a whole thing. You guys are lucky you have penises. Oh, that's the truth. Just when pissing a drug, I went to uh, tell that to my zipper. Yeah, we went to we went to Europe, and now it's time for recommendations. Do do doodly do. Will, what do you recommend? I'm going to recommend a big mainstream NPR podcast called Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. Yeah. And 
<laughs> yep, it's it's the newest quiz with Peter Sagal and as funny as hell. They have Paula Poundstone on there all the time, Tom Bodette, Helen She Hahn. follows me on Twitter. <laughs> Paula Poundstone follows you on Twitter? Yes! Man, you've made it. <laughs> I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> if, if in her next bit she's got a bit about piss jugs, uh, it might be an issue. Yeah. That would be great. She doesn't seem like the piss jug type, though. No. No, she is. Have you ever listened to her podcast? Nobody listens to Paula Poundstone? I have not. They hype it all the time on Wait, Wait. I have not listened to it. It's pretty funny. She, she swears a lot. She has jokes that really? are good. I, I, yeah. Every time I picture her, it's still the 1990s Comedy Central version of her with the giant shoulder pads. Right. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> she still dresses like that. Does she really? Yep. That makes me happy. <laughs> but Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. We were talking about that. I recommend it. It's funny. They cover the week's current events, the hot topics in the news, and they make fun of everybody. I will second that recommendation. Yeah, I, I can't remember. It was either you, Ben, or uh, or Angelina who recommended that to me. Like that, that sounds familiar. I listen to it every week. I love that show. All right. Now you said uh, you said Tom Tom Bodat is is that the guy from like the Motel Six yeah. commercials? Yeah, the evil light on guy. Yeah, that is absolutely. Him. Yeah. <laughs> We'll leave the light on for you. That's wow. him. Wow. Yeah. He's also a comedian and an author. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. He actually was a recognizable person to some degree before they hired him. <laughs> and it's got uh, one of the dudes from, uh, I can't remember his name, from the Sonic commercials. Hmm. You know, where it's got the two dudes in the car? Yeah. One of those guys is on the show. I would never know. Can't remember his name, names. and I don't know which one it is. <laughs> <laughs> They've just mentioned that he's one of those two guys. <laughs> they swap out guests they have three different people on every week yeah and they swap out based on where they're recording and who's available well the recommendation so, uh, i'm ben, gonna check it out do you have a recommendation for us uh, i do i'm gonna plug my buddy's podcast because it's also one of my favorite podcasts is uh authors and dragons um they uh they are six uh fantasy uh, comedy authors that uh, do an actual play 5e D&D podcast. Um, and I'm good buds with the uh, the Game Master Drew Hayes. Uh, and it is definitely not yes. safe for work. It's a total shit show. And, uh, but it is, uh, if you like off-color humor, and if you're, if you're listening to this and, and or our podcast, you probably do. These guys are... Uh, a lot of fun. If you want to hear people incompetently bumble through adventures, they're your guys. Sounds good. All right. Well, uh, just to stay on brand, I guess, since uh, since I was drinking this Moonraker Brewing Company uh, beer today, I'd like to recommend the uh, the podcast James Bonding. I it's uh, I think it's on the on the Earwolf Network, so I'm I'm sure it's not super short on listeners but it it was one of the podcasts that got me into podcasting because it's a it's a couple of dudes that are they 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 have a catchphrase they're lovers not experts and uh every ep episode they they pick a james bond movie they usually have guests on they just talk about it they go through it they they uh they postulate about uh all the james bond isms and uh it's a super entertaining podcast i i 
I really enjoy it. It's been on a little bit of a hiatus, but with a new James Bond movie coming out soon, um, they just released a, a live episode from Sketchfest, and it sort of brought everything everything back up to the surface. I'm really excited for uh, for their podcast to come back, but it's uh, it's an entertaining listen. It's got a couple seasons, so you can go listen to the old episodes before the new ones come out. Nice. Cool, that sounds good. Yeah, I'm a big James Bond fan, so definitely mm-hmm. caters yeah, to me. me. Too. I just watched a couple people play 007 last night. Oh yeah, man, I did that. I love the Little books finger. and the movies. You know, I I, li- I listened to uh to the episode you guys did with uh with Bill on 007 just a couple days ago, <laughs> oh, and shit. and like I I I want to I, I need to go get an Nintendo uh, Nintendo 64 to hook up in the in the garage here so we can we can go jam on that some more. Oh man, yeah, play some slappers only. Uh huh. License to kill slappers <laughs> oh, only. Jesus. <laughs> Civilian number two. Yeah, when we were playing uh, last night, Ginger was begging us to stop because she hated watching us. (laughs) (laughs) I respect what the game brought, but I am not a first-person shooter person. I just, I can't. Even newer ones, like, I don't like watching Mm -hmm. them. Yeah, see, I'm not not good at them. I'm not good at first-person shooters, but there was something about about GoldenEye with with uh you know before having like the the dual analog, yeah, you know, where where it makes more sense to me because it's simple and yeah, pure, exactly. It just sort of auto aims, and I and I like that until everyone's in DK mode and running around with giant heads, <laughs> and golden gun and shit. Okay, I have a recommendation, and it's an actual podcast. It's kind of a bigger one, yes, but it's sci-fi. Science Friday for NPR. Oh, yeah. It teaches you a lot about science-y stuff. Another big NPR podcast. We're busting out the big guns today. Yeah. (laughs) So I love science, and it's just really cool to hear a lot about certain science facts. And it's a weekly podcast. And if you like science and learn with your brain and shit like that, (laughs) listen to (laughs) Sci-Fi. With Ira Flato. Isn't it Plato? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Flato, F L A T O. I don't. Is they that can't hear you. <laughs> I think Willie can hear Yeah, I don't know how it's spelled. I always think of like the modeling clay. Oh, is I know it, that's is not Plato? I thought it was. Spelled, a, yeah, but, I thought it was an F. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I thought it was with a P. Oh, I don't. It's Ira, anyways. <laughs> his, his name's definitely Ira. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Ira Glass. No, different NPR show. Though that show oh. is also great. Yeah, I really like Science Friday. It's mm-hmm. just Science Friday and NYC Studios. Whatever's new in the world of science. Ira Flato. I was wrong. F-L-A-T-O-W. Oh, there's a W. I didn't know that until I looked at the show notes. <laughs> so, yeah. All right. Yeah, I'll definitely check out both of those podcasts. Yeah, I think I think I agree with everybody's recommendations this week. So uh, <laughs> good job, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to hmm. check out the two that you guys recommended. Recommendation did <laughs> recommendized, I believe is the yeah. word. Recommendized. <laughs> so yeah, we're about ready to wrap up. John and Ben, do you want to plug your pluggables and social media? Yeah, yeah, we are uh, we are Geek Exploration colon the podcast. Uh, you can find us on um, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever that is, um, any reputable podcatcher. <laughs> um, you can find us on uh, Facebook at the Geek Exploration the podcast page, Instagram at Geek Exploration Podcast, and Twitter at Geek Explore Pod. 
I agree with John. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All of the things he said were correct. Yeah, that's usually the cap to our show. And then Ben <laughs> follows up with, with, uh, with a bunch of other jargon that doesn't matter right now. So, yeah. Yeah. Check us out. We have fun. I figured it would be uncouth to yeah. recommend our own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but thank yeah. you no, thank you very much fine. for having There's us. There's no real rules here. <laughs> I'll play your I'll play your promo in this episode. Oh, there we go. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah, no, we had a we had we a really had... good time today. This, this is uh this was fun. Thanks yeah, for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for inviting us on, guys. This was uh a blast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. thanks for so joining us. Fun. I mean, even yeah, even not not as a beer drinker, I'm about one and a half deep on this Moonraker uh, uh, puzzle dust. It, it it's pretty good. Oh, you guys might have ruined it. John opened a second beer. I was planning on drinking that. Oh shit! <laughs> oh heck yeah! <laughs> I added it to my wish list on Untapped, so I'm gonna get a notification nah, if they we, ever ship that you, Moonraker to Michigan. Hook us up with your address. We'll send we'll send some out to you. Thanks for checking out Grand Rapidians Play Video Games. Shoot us an email at Grand Rapidians Play Video Games at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at grand underscore video. Instagram, Ginger. We got one of those, right? Yeah, Instagram, Rapidians, uh, play video games. <laughs> Just post about, well, since I run it, I posted a, a picture of the video game I talk about, and it, I think we had our first heckler a few weeks ago, and it was fucking awesome oh, we haven't had any hecklers About yet the hashtags not matching the picture it's yeah. like, just go listen to the episode anyways yeah how do you get a yeah, heckler? and patreon if you want to give us your money we will put it to good use and you'll get some cool shit in return yeah we'll like have lights on and stuff oh my god don't say that That's <laughs> stupid <laughs> oh man thanks for Posting by Anchor and music by Inadequizzy. Yeah. Oh, and thanks again, John and Ben, for joining us. Yeah, our pleasure. Our pleasure. Thank Thank you. On that note, I, I absolutely love you guys' outro music. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking cool. solid. Yeah, Inadequizzy is dope. Nerdcore hip hop. Still have you know on our Patreon Lance twerking. We had brought that up in a while. He <laughs> <laughs> liked our music so much that said him send you a video of me twerking to your outro Because <laughs> we heckled the shit out of him for like I don't know like five episodes in a row. <laughs> so yeah, it's been a while, Lance Eustache. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, man. You rock. Right. Yeah. 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 That, that's a wrap. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Cut. <laughs>
go fucking check it out. I don't know. 